You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening. This is Mike. This is Kevin. And we're here to do the As the Stomach Churns, World Burns, uh, Rubber Meets the Road. Uh, rolling. and Is that what we're doing? Rolling tires. Rolling tires. Something like that. Maybe we should sell tires. Nah, I don't want to do that. There's Got no enough money. trouble as it is. <laughs> we're here to answer questions from anybody that could get away from the wife on a Friday. On a, uh, not a Friday. On a Sunday. Uh, on a Sunday, it's a Father's Day night. I was starting with an F, and I wound up with Friday instead of Father. How do I do that? Left turn. I wish it was Friday. Well, I wish it was Friday. Yeah, then we'd have the whole weekend. Yeah. Instead, we got just the hours that are left. There we go. Okay. Uh, we'll be taking your calls. We'll be discussing items. Uh, we've got uh, lots of lines here. If anybody has a question, push 1 on your phone. That'll put you in the queue for us to know that you got a question or a comment. I don't care. Either one. Uh, if you push it twice, you'll erase yourself. So don't do that. That's not a good thing. Odd numbers of pushes. Odd numbers of pushes. Right. Mm-hmm. Works. One and three and five will work. But the second one and the fourth one are not good. They didn't help. All right. The subject for tonight continues the loose components discussion, and we're going to discuss U-bolts. This is the second major loose component we see, and it revolves around U-bolts on rear suspension. There is an identifiable class of suspensions that have this issue. The original and longest surviving example is the Freightliner-Airliner suspension. And the most visible characteristic of this on an airliner suspension is a tendency for the rear airbags to tilt in on the bottom toward the center of the truck. The looser the U-bolt is, the more the airbag tilts. You should be asking why the U-bolts have such a problem on this suspension, and the answer is simple. The leash springs on this one are attached to the bottom of the drive axle, and as a result of that, all the weight is carried on the U-bolts. In most other suspensions, the springs are on top of the axle, and the weight pushes directly down into the axle. The U-bolts on this type of suspension merely clamp the components together, And if they come loose, they vibrate, and you'll see a rust run running down the side of the diff. And if you hit the U-bolt with a hammer, it'll clang instead of ring. On the underslung suspensions, like the Freightliner, the U-bolt carries the weight, and even when it is loose, it will not create the traditional rust runs, and it will always ring because it's always tense. It may not be tight. For the alignment tech, if the axle cannot be held in position properly, the alignment's a waste of time and money. In 2005, when the Freightliner's patent protection on the airliner suspension expired, it was copied and is now used on the international trucks. The major difference between the international suspension and the Freightliner is that the bracket the leash spring sets in under the axle is designed to keep it from moving toward the middle of the truck so the airbags stay straight up and down. So your visual clue is lost. This thing's got a problem. There are also some models, the heavier models, to put a stretcher bar between the bottom of the two airbags to keep them straight up and down. Now, this doesn't do anything to keep the U-bolts tight. It just looks better. 
In addition to the international and freightliner suspensions, there are others with this issue, including the Peterbilt Flexair and the Kenworth 380 suspensions. A classic example of U-bolt carrying the weight successfully is the Mack Camelback suspension. However, you might consider the size of the U-bolt used on that suspension. A normal suspension requires 425 to 450 pounds of torque, like a lug nut does. But the Camelback suspension requires 1,200 foot-pounds of torque. It's a lot bigger U-bolt. takes a lot more tension. <coughs> well, that's the end of my reading here. Mm-hmm. I've talked about what I think is a problem. Yep. The funny thing is a lot of Freightliner places I go to <clears throat> as I'm traveling around, I'll bring it up and, and I'll say, oh, well, it's, it's just a visual thing. It doesn't really cause any problem. And then when we explain to them what's happening and why it's doing it, they say, gee, but the Freightliner factory never told us that. Well, they're engineers. They don't care. What do they know? (laughs) If a vehicle gets down the road just fine. That's true. That's true. And nothing falls off as far as they can tell. It's not breaking. That's so far. Okay. Are we going to continue with the game of where the guy's calling from? I, You know... I just don't see how we don't, because we have no idea who these people are when we ring them up. We may as well just take a guess. Yeah, we're not filtering the calls. What's that? We're not filtering the calls. Oh, we don't? No. 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 So, when we see a number, we may as well just, based on the number, guess where they're from. It's either that or just guess what their name is. I mean, Or we can guess what their question is. Guess what the question is. Because they never ask questions about what we're reading. <laughs> Almost. But, but what the heck, we got to start with something anyway. Yeah. Okay, so we have somebody on the line that wants to make a question or a comment. Yep. <clears throat> and they have a phone area code, and it is what? 937. Oh, jeez. 937? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll let you guess first this time. <laughs> Texas. Texas. You're going to guess Texas. It's got a lot of area codes. I'm thinking Key West, Florida. Key West, Florida. You are aiming for not the right answer. Well, that okay. could be. Let's find out. Hello, 937. This is 937. This hey, is guys, what? Uh, calling from 937. Uh-huh. Yeah. Calling from Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Well, that's nowhere close to Key West, Florida. Would you like to move? It does kind of sound I like Dayton. There's not a lot of trucking the down freight, there, though. But the freight no. out of southern Florida is pretty poor, so maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> well, if you went down there and just became a beachcomber. Yeah, I, 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 I could get a metal detector and just live on the beach, right? Great idea. Jimmy Buffett did that. He <laughs> yeah. got uh, his talent. Hey, I got a question what, what? on, on Go ahead. Front, axle, front axle, the the hub oil for the bearings. What What is the oil that would provide the lowest rolling resistance of a, of that wheel bearing? Would it be a synthetic well, 95W90 or a 50-weight synthetic? What what do you think? Okay, over the years, I, now first of all, I know nothing about rolling resistance, okay? So let's, let's throw that out there to begin with. The second thing is, over the years, Volvo, for example, started using 30-weight motor oil in their hubs, and we had lots of problems with it. And then they've gone with synthetic liquid oils, which work just fine. 8090 oil works just fine. 
And then some people have tried to pack grease into them and have had lots of problems with it. So if we take the extremes off, I don't like a really light oil. It doesn't stand up. It doesn't do what I need. And if you don't use a heavy grease, either a synthetic oil uh, or an 80-90 tends to work just fine. But the thinner oils don't provide enough for what we need in that small hub. So like a synthetic transmission oil, would that work? I, I, I don't know that I'd try transmission in there um, just because I've never seen it done. Okay? Yeah. okay. So what, what does the manufacturer of the bearing recommend? Something I need to find out. That I would go to Timken's website and look up steer axle bearings or drive axle bearings, wheel bearings for medium-duty trucks, and see what oil they're recommending. Now, the oil that's in your differential, is that the same as the oil you put in your transmission? No, it is not. 75W90 is what I have in my transmission. It's synthetic, but I have uh -huh. a 50-weight synthetic oil in my 13-speed Eaton. Okay. Okay. Now... That oil is working very well for your wheel bearings in the back of your truck, aren't they? True, yes. The, the 75W90 is now the only, the, the only point I'll make there is that there's a lot more oil in the differential than there is in the wheel on the steer axle. You only have about 12 ounces of oil up there to cool that thing and lubricate it and do everything that needs to be done. So it's going to be working a lot harder than the oil that's in your differential. True, or okay. whatever you've got in the transmission. You've got a lot. Wherever you've got the least amount of oil, I suppose, Yeah, you need to be most careful. Yeah. Uh, I I would okay, be tempted guys. to try this. I'd be tempted to try the same stuff using the diff. But to be honest, I would check with the manufacturer and see what they're recommending you put in those bearings. Okay. Thank All you right. very much. Have a good day. Drive safe. Yep. Bye bye. All right. <clears throat> well, well, I hate that was Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Nine three seven. Yeah, nine three seven. Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Not Key West, Florida. But I wanted Key West, Florida. No, but it does sound like Daytona. Oh, Daytona Beach. Right. Oh, we could play that game. So. Yeah. You almost got Florida. Almost got Florida. All right. Okay. Now, I hate to tell you folks, but now we're at the point where we only had one question tonight. Mm -hmm. And so, this is the first time we ever had that happen. Well, yeah, maybe the second. So you're going to have to listen to me tell jokes then. What the heck? Yeah, I'm already, I'm already laughing. Okay, all right. How about this survey? Oh, we got go another ahead. question. Go ahead. I can't. You want me to go ahead and do it? Go ahead. Okay, all right. North America is an agricultural-based area. We raise crops. We have livestock. Somebody's growing a little garden in their backyard. They've got a rabbit. Somebody's got a horse. Maybe they got a cow. Okay. Sure. Now, if you feed hay to rabbits. It processes through and comes out as little pellets. Uh -huh. If you feed hay to horses, it comes out as road apples or biscuits. Sure. And if you feed hay to cattle, they come out as pies. Right? Uh -huh. Why, if you start with the same thing at the front end, do you wind up with something completely different at the back? I'm not sure. Well, we've determined you don't know shit, so we're going to start with the basics. 
All right. <laughs> this is okay. how he starts all of his seminars. Yeah, yeah, that's how he starts the seminars. You yeah. see where everybody's at, and then nobody knows shit. All right, what, what do we got now? We got questions. We, we got, got comments. Yeah, Let's we see got what, people that don't want you telling any more jokes. They don't want me telling me any jokes. Okay, all right, fine. Go ahead. What do you got there? What's the uh, area code? 303. 303. That Didn't sounds just, familiar. Yeah, we just heard this one the other. We did? Yeah. Colorado. Okay, I believe you could be right. Think? Yep. Let's find out. Hello there. Good evening, Mr. Beggett. I'm here. How are you? I'm good. And where are you calling from? Uh, well, I'm Denver. Denver? 303. I'm good at that. Yes. Actually, driving through Nebraska, but from Denver. I was going to call your office in the morning, but if you're going to tell jokes, I figured I'd better start calling now. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Uh, just an easy question for you. I, I I have the white singles on my truck. This is Rick. If you hadn't recognized my voice by the by now, um, I blew one of those tires about a year and a half ago. So I've got three tires that are just barely legal that I'm going to be replacing, and then I've got one that's only got about a year's worth of tread on it. My question is, when I put the other three new tires on, where should I put the older tire? Um, which of the four positions should I put that old tire in? Okay, let me make sure I've got you because you're breaking up just a little bit. You you need to replace drive tires or trailer tires? Uh, drive tires on my tractor. I've got white singles. White singles. Okay, good. And so you need to replace three of them and you'll have one left, right? Correct. Three brand new okay. and one that's about a year old. Just want to know where should I put the oldest one? If you put it on the rear drive axle, it'll wear the fastest. If you put it on the front drive axle, it'll wear the slowest. So it'll be bad if that's the case. Left or right, doesn't matter. Yeah. Did you get that? Uh, nope, you broke up that time. I apologize. Yeah, that's the way it happens. Okay. It won't matter where you leave the extra tire. You can leave it on the front diff or the rear diff. If you put it on the front diff, it'll wear slower. If you put it on the rear diff, it'll wear faster. But as far as the gearing and the alignment, it really won't matter. Okay. Okay? I appreciate it. Don't fall asleep driving across Nebraska. No, no, it's pretty hard not to. It's too hot today. Um... I'm going to be switching to zero offset wheels, too, so that I don't get cupping on the inside edge of these tires, as I'm being told by Michelin that if I switch to zero offset wheels, they will uh, warranty my tires if I do cup. Good, good. You need the zeros. That's a good idea. Yep. All right. All right, sir. Thank you. All right. So that was number. That was Denver, I got, and I got one right. Yeah, we got a few more calls in here. I'm so happy. Yeah. What do we got here? Uh, we got another one here. It's an 8332. Mm-hmm. 832. Wait, any guess? Uh, Pull one out of your misery. Misery? You're going to misery. Uh, eight thirty. I'm going to go to Texas. Texas. All right. Hello there. I'm based Can you in hear Houston. me now? I can hear Houston? you now. I'm based in Houston. I'm driving across uh, west of Memphis. So, anyway. All right. Um, when y'all do live seminars, like at the CMC, do y'all have 
physical examples of the different uh, wear patterns on the truck, on the tires that we can actually touch and feel instead of just looking at pictures? Uh, we don't normally take them to the CMC, but I have a box full of samples that I use in a lot of training programs. Uh, most often what we do is we go out and look in the lot in the evening and we walk around and look at the guys' trucks and say, see, look at that. There it is. And look at that one over there. So, okay. yeah, we do get samples. Both okay, ways. good. All right. So are you going to be at a, you, you're going to be at CMC? No, the wife hadn't approved the expenditure yet, so. I understand how that goes. The other yeah, thing you, you can do. Here's another thing you can do. We have a Facebook page, okay? And a guy just did it tonight. He had a funny-looking tire wear pattern. He took pictures of it. He sent the pictures to me, and we commented on them, all right? If okay. you go through a lot, you see a particular tire wear pattern on a truck or a trailer, you take a picture with your little camera, you post it on Facebook, and we'll talk about it. Yep. Okay, sounds great then. Always willing to do that. It's a good way to get education. Okay, and stick to the linemen's, okay? <laughs> stick to the what? Don't quit his day job, is that what you're saying? No jokes? <laughs> exactly. All right. All right, buddy. You have a good day. Thanks, bye, guys. All right. Bye. To the questions, no <laughs> jokes. Uh. That's true. <laughs> That's cold. That's cold. Well, it's, you know, you're all lucky I haven't heard him sing a song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aren't we ever? All right. All right. Um, what do we got? We got uh, the 406 area code. 406. Now, wait a minute. I got Denver right and I got Houston right today. Texas, yeah. I got two of them. And you got Dayton was almost Daytona. Well, I'm not going to count that one. I'm going to count. I'm going to count the two legitimate ones. So this is, again, what? It's 406. 406. No clue. Idaho. Indiana. All right. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yep. Canada, uh, uh, Montana. Montana. I was closer than you were. <laughs> All right. What do you got, buddy? Uh, I got three questions for you. Three? Uh, the first one's can three. I, can I have three questions? Yeah, it's like getting on the airplane with your bag. The first bag's free. The second two you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, on on which tire? Okay, I put two brand new tires on my truck, sixty thousand miles ago, on the front. And the right tire, I haven't rotated them, but the right tire should wear more than the left tire because of the torque of the engine, right? Now wait a minute. Which axle are we talking about here? The steering. On the steer? No. The, the way the tire will wear depends on how the alignment is set up. The engine torque has very little to do with it. Oh, really? Well, you know, I uh, I replaced a couple of engines in two in a million mile trucks, and the right motor mounts were gone. There was nothing left. Yeah, yeah, the I agree with that. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with the engine torque does twist and load, and and it pulls the engine and it pulls the motor mount apart. I agree with that, but. In all the years I've been doing this, I can affect the tire life by the alignment, not by the engine. Oh, if you if you've okay. twisted the frame, you can affect the tire life. Okay, so what was your question after that qualifier? 
Well, I was just, you know, the left tire wears a little more than the right, and I always thought it should be the right tire because of the torque. So obviously well, I have an alignment issue. The way I align a truck, I aim the rear differential just slightly to the right. I aim the front differential just slightly to the left, creating a slight cone between the drive axles to try and force the front of the truck to go a little left against the normal slope of the road. And because of that setup, although the tires will wear flat, the left front tire wears slightly faster than the right front tire. So we recommend over about 60,000 miles that you rotate your front tire side to side so they'll even back out again. Yeah, now, yeah. well, that's what I do. So, uh, you said 50,000? 60. 50, 60. What I really do is I measure the depth of the tire. That's the best way. And, yeah. and if your tires start off at 18, 30 seconds, when the left front is 2, 30 seconds more worn than the right front, that's time to rotate. Oh, okay. And then you just yeah, keep so, watching so, it again. And wait. Yeah. So you're saying the left tire does wear more? If well, it's set up the alignment way I set it up. The way other people set it up, the right front can wear more. So it all depends on how you set the alignment up. Right, and this is all in cases where you're not even seeing the feathering on the tires. I mean, if you even though you've already solved all the other problems, yeah, it, it, just a very small difference can cause the right or left to wear faster than the other. Right. Without irregular tire wear. Okay. Okay, my other question is, my Columbia only has a one-leaf spring in the front. Okay. And it, it, bottoms, it bottoms out a lot. Uh-huh. So I was looking to put another leave under it or put one of them aftermarket air rides under it. Okay. Which is better? I, um, I would – how many miles are on that leaf spring? Um, like 600,000. Okay. How long have you owned the truck? Well, about two years. Has it always bottomed out, or is the bottoming out getting worse now than it used to be? Well, it, it, it's always it's always done it since I've uh, moved my fifth wheel ahead. Ah. Uh, you know, so I'm actually when I fill up with fuel, I'm actually twelve seven up there. Yep, yep. So you're and, overloading the leaf spring. Okay. Yeah. So probably. <clears throat> all right. Given that information. It's a toss of the coin whether you want to put a stronger spring up there and keep it from bottoming out, which will make it ride a little rougher, or if you want to put an airbag out there. Now, the thing about the airbag is it may not completely eliminate the bottoming out either because you can hit it hard enough that you're going to compress the airbag and still hit the stop, okay? Okay. If you know you're overloading it, I'm more inclined to put a heavier spring personally. Yeah, well, I can add a leaf. Uh, you know, the, that spring is designed, you know, like a, I could get a, a new, uh, a, just one leaf and add it on per side. Yep. I mean, the yep. spring I'd is be, capable of doing that. I'd be inclined to do that because you know you're overloading it, and overloading it and then putting an airbag out there isn't really going to increase your capacity any. Yeah, see, the outfit that I was talking to down there in Texas that's got the airbag system, he recommends yep. to add a leaf, or you know, to add a leaf and then and then put it under his air ride, because he said right. it would ride better. 
Right, because the air ride is just for ride, not for carrying load. Yeah. And at yeah. 600,000 miles, that leaf spring's probably tired anyway. Yeah. Okay. Quick second, third question. Can I line my truck tomorrow somewhere in Waterloo? I don't know. <laughs> no, that Do you have can a, give you an answer. Can I have over there? Well, if you want to look for a shop, you got you got access to the internet. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I was going to use chat, but hell, I never get through chat to see. Well, but if you go to the internet and go to our website mdalignment.com, you can find the shop locator tab. Click it; it shows you a map of the U.S. You pick a state, and it'll give you the names and phone numbers of shops in that state that do alignments our way. And so then you can call those because those shops, they're, they're companies that have bought our equipment and taken our training, but they're all individually owned businesses. So we, we don't know what they do or when they do it. Right. Yeah. So how and many do you have in Iowa? I don't know. I haven't counted them. I can't tell you. It's just based on the business I've seen here in Iowa. Getting a hold of somebody on Monday morning and not having them already overloaded with stuff that came in over the weekend is a pretty, pretty slim chance. Yeah, usually you got to give them a little notice. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chad said a couple of days, but, you know, that he could work me in. Well, but just, uh, I'll have just, to just try to get I, – I'd like to use him. I'd like to just get – you know, I'll just got to get myself through there. Yeah, well, check you that know, website, I, I, and, and then you can – wherever you're going, you can call somebody and see what they're doing, okay? Yeah, sounds good. All righty, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I had Idaho. It was you called Indiana. It was Montana. You've been much closer. I have. And there's a shop in Montana, but he's not there, so it doesn't do any good right now. All right. So, what do we got now? We've got two more colors. This one here is the three three six area code. Three thirty six. Three thirty six. Um. Oh, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say Trinidad. Pennsylvania. Okay. I'm feeling warm. Okay. I think you're cold. Yeah. Hello there. How y'all doing? I'm good. How's the weather in Trinidad? Ah, uh, you, you're a little off. It's, it's uh, Burlington, North Carolina. North Carolina? Okay. All right. That's we can right. accept That's that. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, if you said Texas, you'd been a little closer. I'm in South Texas now. All right. You're in South Texas now. I could have called that. All right. So what's up? Oh, yeah. Ah, I got a question about a, I got a cab shake, excuse me, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I feel it more in the seat, and the doors and the door locks start shaking on it pretty good between 35 and 45 miles an hour. And, uh Above 45, I pretty much drive out of it. Just wonder if y'all have any ideas what I need to check first. Other than other than drive line, I've had the drive line checked, carrier bearing, and the clutch. And uh, okay. right. I, I I can put it in neutral, and it still does it. I can hold the clutch in, and it it still does it. So I'm kind of stuck, really. Okay. Now you're in the right area. You're checking the rear end of the truck, and that's what the vibration is saying. It's in the rear. The second uh, thing is, when it vibrates, does it just shake, or does it seem to shake and then kind of stop and shake and kind of stop? Does it cycle, is what I'm asking. 
No, it don't cycle. It, it starts just before 35, and I drive out of it a, a, just a little above uh, 45 miles an hour. And it, okay, it may that's... come back around 70. I can barely start feeling it again around 70 miles an hour. Okay. Has it done this for a long time, or is this fairly recent? Uh, it, it's it's been a, l- a little time now. I've owned the truck about a year and a half, and it's it's probably done it for the past nine months or so. And uh, when I had the drive line and all checked, they they told me it was tires, so I had new tires put on it. It had it lined up with a they they lined it up with an old B line alignment okay. thing. That's okay. This and, is not uh, an alignment alignment vibration so uh, whatever they aligned it with i don't care and the okay. fact that you replace the tires says it's not in the tires they checked the drive lines did they check the pinion angles and the ride height on your airbags no sir i don't believe they've done that no sir okay what make and model of truck is this it's a 2000 freightliner classic 2000 freightliner classic okay so you got the airliner suspension are your u-bolts or are the the airbags tilted in on the bottom if you stand behind the truck and look at them? No, sir. I haven't noticed that. Uh, tonight was the first time I've, I've actually heard that problem. But no, sir, not not, that, not to my knowledge. I, I haven't okay. actually crawled under it. But just visually looking at it, no, sir, I can't tell that they're tilted in. There's something you see from about 20 feet behind the truck. Yeah. So you should just be able to crouch down and just... Don't even need to crash right. down like that. You should, it's stereo. It's right real there. obvious if it, if that's what's wrong. Okay. okay so no, let's, it's not all right. it. All right. Let's forget about that then. We're not going to worry about all the right. drive shafts. Uh, is it getting worse or has it stayed the same for the nine months? Uh, it stayed pretty much the same. Uh, no worse, no better. Okay. Nine months ago, did you replace brakes on the truck? Yes, sir. New brakes, new drums all the way around, and replaced the shocks all the way around. Now, wait a minute. I'm saying when you replace the brakes, is that when the vibration started? No, sir. It was doing it before that. It, it was doing it okay. when I got the truck. Good. All right. Well, forget about that then. All right. So we're looking at a vibration. You've done that. You've done that. You've done that. All right. There's two more steps that I would go through to try and diagnose this. You've already indicated that it is not tied to any particular gear. In other words, you change gear 5 and 45 and it keeps shaking. You put the clutch in and it still shakes. Uh, So it's not that stuff. Okay. All right, let me me throw one more thing at you. Uh, If the driveway sits at home, if I leave the truck in the driveway at home for about a week or so, like if I take a week off and uh, the truck sits in the driveway, as soon as I leave my yard, as soon as I leave the house, it does not shake until I until it gets just a little bit of temperature in there. I may get two miles down the road before I actually feel it shaking. That's interesting. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's what I would be doing next, personally. Okay. The first thing I would do is I would go to some place where I had four jack stands capable of holding up the rear end of the truck. I'd be on a nice floor, I'd jack the rear end up, I'd put jack stands where the U-bolts are, so all uh, four drive positions are off the ground. I'd rotate the tires and take the rocks out. Then I'd jump in the truck, fire it up, let the clutch out, get it up to speed on the jack stands, 
and have somebody watching them to see if anything's going up and down. Okay. okay? Now, right. it it could be. I don't think it's tires because you said you've already replaced them. But you could have a bad wheel. You could have a bad hub and causing okay. something to jump up and down, and that may be giving your vibration. Mm-hmm. If okay. I don't see anything obvious there, the second thing I would do is I would remove the short drive shaft between the front and rear differential. Okay. While it's jack stands now, I'm sitting on the ground, I'd take that short drive shaft out, I'd lock in the power divider, and I'd take it for a drive and see if it no. keeps shaking. If it stops shaking, then it has to do with the gears in the rear differential. If it keeps shaking, it's something in front of that. Okay. Start isolating things and find out where it's coming from. Now, you know it's right. not from the clutch back to the diffs, but you don't know if it's in the rear diff or the front diff. The thing I haven't done is replace nothing in the differentials or, or the bearings on the back. They haven't been replaced yeah, and, yet. And I would, I would be replacing that until I figured out where it was. Yep. Okay? Now, this now, 2000 this, model, how many miles are on it? Uh, it has 1.2. We're on it right now. 1.2 million yeah. on it right now. And the odds are those are the original diffs, right? Yes, sir. Uh, this old NASCAR haulers is what the truck actually was. It, it was yeah. pretty well taken care of. Yeah. But you never know what kind of wear is occurring back there. Exactly. So, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's the two things I would do. Jack it up and put it on stands, run it up to speed, see if you can see or feel anything. If that doesn't okay. show anything, take the short drive shaft out and drive it without it and see what that does for you. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. Good luck to you, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks Thank you all, man. Okay. North Carolina. Yeah. I was really off on that one. Got a gimme. You got a gimme? Mm-hmm. What you got? 760. Oh, Southern California. I know 760. All right. Hello, 760. Hello. Hello. That's correct. Hey, I got a question. I'm, uh, I'm getting ready to extend my frame on a Volvo and put a drop axle on the back behind my my drive tires. Now, after I get it aligned and everything, every every time I need to get it realigned, can I align that drop axle, or will that just be a permanent straight? Is there any alignment well, on that? You follow? It depends on the brand of the drop axle system you buy. Some of them have an eccentric adjustment. Some of them have a cut and weld. And some of them have nothing, so it depends on what okay. you buy. And, and uh, you're going to put that you're going to put that behind your rear drive axle instead of in front of your front drive axle, right? Yes, correct. What kind of a rig is this on? A Volvo. Uh, a Volvo. Uh, yeah, it's a Volvo. Uh, but what are you doing with it? Is it got a fifth wheel plate or what? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm switching over from a three axle to a four axle setup to do to do heavy haul. Got it. Okay, now most of the heavy hauls have their auxiliary axle in front of the drive axles. I'm just curious, why are you putting it behind? Uh, it's going to be easier than, than cutting the frame and, and extending it three feet or five feet or six feet or whatever without having to double rail it all the way up to the motor. Sure, sure, I understand. Okay, all right. And if you put it back there, are you going to extend the rack for your fifth wheel plate so you can move it forward and backward? And have more control yes, over the weight yes. is okay. All right, yeah, yeah you'll yeah. have to do that. Uh, it, it's it's going to be. Done. I'm going to have it done in Texas at a shop that's that's 
supposedly is phenomenal about this. I've got a buddy sure. that lives down there, and and he uh, he had his done, and he just raved about it. So, but okay. on my front axle now, I took a load to Alaska. Mm-hmm. I had no alignment problems whatsoever till I got on the Alcan Highway. Since yeah. then, my right <laughs> my right front tire seems to be cupping to the outside. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, so, if you take, if you take, abuse me like that, I get cupped too. <laughs> <laughs> take it in and get an alignment done to it. Probably throw I, it out I of whack. If you slide your hand back and forth across your steer tires, is there any feathered wear? Yeah, it's what? cupping on the outside. So what I had done today is I uh, I took it off and had it mounted to the inside, and it's still it seems to be getting better, but you can see it. It's pulling to the right. Okay, and and there is some feathered wear too to go with that, right? Yes. So your rear end's out of alignment. You need to set the toe. That's all fine. Now, are you going to increase the weight capacity on your steer axle or leave it at twelve thousand pounds? Um, I said I have a thirteen a thirteen two front axle, and I have two ninety five. So I think they're rated at fourteen thousand. Uh, if you if you have load range H. Two ninety fives. I think they're rated at thirteen two. They're not rated. I think they're sixty six hundred each. But you need to look at the sidewall and see what the. Okay. And then what are you going to do? What what size tires you going to put on that rear one? Uh, uh, they're going to match up just like my drive tires. Twenty two five low pro. I got you. Okay, so you're going to run a seventeen thousand pound axle or a twenty thousand pound axle with a seventeen load. Okay. Yeah. And it'll be a non-steerable yeah. axle, which means you're going to have yeah. problems when you try a corner with it. No. Three axles don't like to turn. <laughs> I. You just swing a little wider, right? Yeah, you're going to swing a little wider. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've got a. I'm going to have a 110 swing, a, a 110 swing clearance on my trailer because I'm picking up a new 55 ton. Right, right. Okay, well, it'll all work. That's all cool. Uh, and I need to get by one of your shops, I guess, the one up here. I'm actually in Portland, so I guess i got to go to Springfield tomorrow on my way out of here and see if they can throw me on the alignment rack then. Okay, well, you so, can go to the so website. I, have to replace, I, just, I just went to your website and looked it up. It was really good. Um, do I need to replace that tire, or can I, can you think they can align it and it will fill it, fix itself? They will align it, but the tire will not fix itself. So go ahead and get the alignment and run the tire until you uh, until it's just not legal anymore. You can't stand it. Then replace it. Okay. Okay. Just and that can. will do it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. I hope you had a good Father's Day, by the way. You too. Good luck out there. All right. Bye. All right. Okay. All right. What what did we guess on that one? Seven six zero. Yeah. Oh, we knew that one. Southern yeah. Cal. That was easy. Got it. Okay. All right. Very okay. good. Who's the next one? Uh, our next victim is six zero two. Six zero two for the next victim. Um. Jeez. Jeez, Louise. I'm gonna try Utah. Utah. Uh, I'm giving it uh, Arizona. Arizona. Okay. We're, both going We're going west. west. Go west, young man. Hello there. And, and Arizona it is. Arizona? Hello? He got it. Yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we have a winner. 
Schneider. All right. Hey, I have one Arizona. question. Uh-huh. The bearings was loose on my, well, front and rear. I had them all tightened up. Now, since I had that done, there was cupping on the inside of the, uh, against the frame rail. Yes. Now it looks like it's walking further in. Yeah. Once the cupping starts, it doesn't stop even if you tighten the bearing. So it's okay. going to continue to get worse and walk across because it's it's already upset. Okay. Yeah, this set of tires is done. Now you can flip them on the rim if you want and see if you can get some more life out of them. I was thinking about changing them out and putting them on a the, uh, roll-off truck. Yeah, if you they don't last to, long there. Place to put them, put them someplace else because they're not going to get any better where they're at. Okay. This okay. right here won't. Yes, sir. It, it, the uh, truck I want to put them on, it doesn't. Uh, I probably put 30 miles on it a week. Yeah. It's more of a yard yeah. truck, so it'll be twisting and turning. Yeah. If you're twisting and turning, you'll race them anyway. Yep. They need new tires there. Not sure appreciate it. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a great day and stay cool in Arizona. (laughs) Now I'm in Texas. Oh, you're in Texas now. I stay cool there, too. Okay. (laughs) It's muggy. Yeah, it's muggy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I got one. You got one. But you were really close. Aren't you lucky? Uh, we've got three more callers here, and the Good. next one is 951. 951. Well, well, 951. Um, I'm going to go back to North Carolina. Uh, I was going to say Tennessee. Now we're a lot in a little We're over there. there. Okay. Let's right. try the other side of the country. Sure. Hello there. Can you hear uh, me now? This yeah, is this yeah. me? Sir? Yeah, it's you. Okay. Yeah, 951. Uh, is Riverside, California, Southern Cal. Oh, goodness, you're supposed to be 760. Don't you know that? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> What's up in Riverside? Uh, hey, I, uh, I got two questions uh, on my truck. Uh, I've had, uh, I got all new tires all around. I got the, the uh, Michelin XDA 3 Plus Evertreads, okay. and I'm running them on everything. And had my Lyman done, everything, and it has been. And mm-hmm. But now I've got probably 30,000, 35,000 on my tires. And on my my steers, they're, they're wearing perfect on both sides. But in the last couple of weeks, I've started to get a wobble in my steering wheel as I'm getting up to speed and then once i'm like up to 55 miles an hour or so the wobble kind of just fades away but when i'm down around 35 40 the steering wheels steering wheels wobbling back and forth if my steering column like if i open my hood and i grab my steering column and and twist it like they do when they're doing an inspection Mm -hmm. if that's got too much play in it would it cause that yes it could and the okay. question is, if it's got too much play, is the too much play in the steering gearbox or is it in the drag link someplace else? But if you grab that thing and twist it, you should get an almost immediate response on the bottom side of the steering gearbox where it's coming out. You should see that moving right away. 
Okay. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, no. I could probably rotate it a quarter of a turn to a third of a turn before before it actually would move the bot, you know, move the steering mechanism on the bottom. Yeah. How many miles are on your gearbox? Oh, uh, well, it's original, and I've got uh, nine hundred thousand on the truck now. I, I think you better have somebody who knows gearboxes take a look at that because that doesn't sound right to me. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, and my other question is on my drive tires. Uh, I'm getting just a slight bit more wear on the outer edge of the tires on tires on all eight tires. It's like they're just slightly wearing a little more on the outside edge. Uh, on both on shoulders. Shoulders on all eight tires. Yeah, on the out, the side the side going to the outside, they're all wearing kind of just slightly on that outside edge, okay. more so than on the inside right. edge of the tires. And I'm just trying to figure out what you know what would that be. Is it worse on the rear drive axle than the front drive axle? Um, if it is, it would be so minimal. I mean, they're all kind of wearing almost exactly the same. Okay, what inflation are you running back there? One ten on everything. And how heavy a loads are you running? Uh, generally, I'm only hauling 20, 20, 20 to thirty thousand pounds. Pretty light, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It depends on what you're trying to get out of your tires. If you want the best rolling resistance and best fuel economy, running 110 PSI in the rear tires gives you that. Okay. If you want the tire wear, the correct inflation on a Michelin tire back there is going to be somewhere around 90 pounds. Okay. And if you look on the Michelin chart, those tires back there can carry... 17,000 pounds per axle with only 75 pounds in them. Okay. My so initial guess, uh, I think you're overinflated. Okay. So now if I, if I drop, if I drop some of the air out, will that, will that like help start to even the wear out then or? If it's something that you can stand five feet back and see, it's probably already started. But if it's something you got to get up close and look at, yeah, you got a good chance if you lower the air, it'll have a chance to straighten itself back out. True. Okay. But doing that will lower your fuel economy, if that's what you're most Yeah, but right. you're only going to lower the fuel economy about two-tenths of a percent. It's going to be a very small number. Okay? Okay. Now, okay. The, other thing, the other thing I want to talk about outside edge wear on drive tires with the fifth wheel plate in its normal location, which is about four to six inches in front of the center between the two differentials, okay? okay? When you turn a corner, the weight and the pivot point is on top of the front differential, so it tends to walk around the corner in a pivot, and the rear diff as you corner slides sideways, and so the outside two shoulders on the rear diff will tend to be rounded and shredded a little bit, and the outside on the front two discs will be more square and clean. Okay? 
Okay. And it's yeah, because of the way I, that. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying on that because I, I think I see a little bit of that. Yeah. So if you see that, that's just operational. You're not going to be able to stop that. And also okay. because of that difference in the way they go around the corner, that's one of the reasons the rear diff wears faster than the front diff does. And that's why we recommend X rotating those tires periodically to get them to wear even as a set of eight tires instead of just fours. Okay, so then I should probably just go ahead and rotate, go ahead and get the tires rotated. Well, what I, what I do is I measure the tread depth, as we mentioned to a caller earlier. On steer okay. tires, when one steer tire is two thirty seconds more worn than the other, it's time to rotate them rims and all. And I do not dismount them and change the direction. Just because Michelin has a direction indicated on it doesn't mean you have to run them the same way all the time. That's the direction you should run them when you first mount them so they break in right. Okay? Right. Same thing on the rears. Now, when the rear diff is 430 seconds more worn than the front diff, that's when I normally X-rotate. Okay? Okay. So 230 seconds on the steer, four on the rear, and then it's time to do a rotation. Okay. Two thirty seconds side to side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so the ones that should I have them when I have them rotate, should I have them uh, rotate them in the way to where the, the 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 side of the tire that's just got that slight bit more wear is to the inside edge? Then when I when I rotate. Then what you'd have to do is you'd either have to break them down and put them on the rims different, or you'd have to polish the other side of the rims in order to be able to put them in and change the valve stems. It's not worth the effort. Right, right, just right, do right. A okay. Straight. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. Just do a straight rotate and forget about it. Yep. Okay. Great. That's All right. That's what I need to know. I appreciate no problem, it. buddy. You have, you have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for calling. You too. Okay. How are we doing on this? What's that? How long have we been at this? Uh, about 50 minutes. Is that all? I thought we'd been at this for two hours. <laughs> no? Because the calls seem that difficult. Oh, well, I'm just tired. I've been yeah. drinking beer all day. <laughs> what what what, all right. what 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 we got next? We got 203. 203. Maine. I think it's Texas. But okay. I'm, not sure. I'm going for Maine. All right. Hello, Connecticut. Connecticut. I was close. You were close. I knew it was up in the Northeast. I could, this far on the map. Yeah, just just a, an inch on the map, no problem. <laughs> What's up in Connecticut? Uh, well, I got a really easy one for you. Uh-huh. I have gone through about a half a dozen uh, truck stop style uh, 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 tire gauges, and they all seem to just suck ass. I mean, they 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 don't they break, and yep. I know that they're not accurate. Yep. What could you recommend? I I can honestly say at this point, price no object. I want to get one good tire gauge. What do you recommend? Here's what I recommend. You go down to, um, is there a major league baseball team close to you or a minor league baseball team? Okay. Go down there and buy Uh, one of their bats. You need a bat and just beat on the tires and you can tell by the sound if they're flat or not. (laughs) <laughs> okay. That's... Oh, okay. That. We don't want to do that. No. Oh, okay. All right. I'll pass Forget on that it. one. About that. All right. Um, Myers Tire Supply. Myers. M Y E R S. 
Okay. Or or uh, specialty products out of Longmont, Colorado. Okay. Or Stemp, S-T-E-M-P-H, Stemp Equipment. They're out of Minnesota. Now, there's the three places okay. you can order uh, what we call a master gauge. Okay? And tell them you want a master gauge. You want a really good, high-quality truck gauge. And they can sell you one of those. And then what you do, once you get it and you start using it, there's Goodyear stores all over the country. There's TCI stores all over the country. There's GCR stores all over the country. And all of those stores have a tire pressure gauge check station in the store that their their techs use. And so once a month, once every couple of months, go into there and say, hey, I want to use your check station and just check your gauge and make sure it's still reading right. Okay. And that so, master gauge that master gauge they sell you should be adjustable so you can calibrate it. That's the thing. Ah. Okay. okay. So I, I I that is about as easy as you get. Thank you, gentlemen. Not a problem. Right. You have yourself a great day. Okay. Bye. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, cool. We got right. that one done. Yep. And I was okay. close. You were close. No cigar, but I was close. <laughs> All right, we got two more. Let's get these done before we call it a night. 770. 770, um, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I don't know. So, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello there. Can you hear me now? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Hello. How are you doing today? We're doing good. Are you in Atlanta? Yes, sir. Atlanta, Georgia. I got that one right today. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you're doing pretty what? good. You guys are doing pretty good. Let me ask. Let me ask you a question. You guys want to talking about tires today, right? Yeah. Hello. Okay. My question. My question is not a tire question. So I, I guess I'm. I, I, what is your question? Maybe we'll give you an answer anyway. Well, um, well, I, I was, um, I, I was driving up to Ohio. I was driving up to Ohio, um, a couple of days ago and, you know, I was driving 70 miles per hour and the truck just, um, went dead. So I put over on the side of the road and, uh, when I pulled over on the side of the road, I, I couldn't tell what was wrong with the truck. You know, the, 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 all the, you know, when you turn the key and it's, and the truck cycles to the right and then cycles to the left and then come back and show you the temperature um it wasn't doing that so you know i i, I went to, went ahead and go to the um um call out a road service guy to come out he just came out and told me he could have fixed it uh, i ended up um had to tow the truck to the shop and when i towed the truck to the shop um long story short um they found out that it was a um, it was the ignition wire to the ECM. You had a short in the wire to the ECM. Okay. All right. Yes. But yeah, but I my. Just, what, what, yes. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, what's your question? Yeah. But the, the problem is though, um, the shop that I went to, uh, nickel and dime for everything, man, and um, he told me that he got the wire problem, you know, fixed. And so he said the ECM was the problem. They went and flashed my ECM, 
at a freight liner and um and uh put back the ECM and nothing and, and the, the problem was still there. Now ah. my question is I d I don't know if you know, but um these guys told me that they send the ECM to to uh the freight liner. But when the ECM came back there was nothing that was on my truck that was on the ECM. The ECM would just set to the original um, setting, and there was nothing um, put back on it, like the mileage, the hours, the the jake brakes, the cruise control, all those stuff that was supposed to be on it um, was on it. But they told me that it was a, it, it was sent to Freightliner. That's a problem. I would call them back and say, "Hey, I got this problem. What are you going to do about it?" Yeah, hold them to Well, it. you know, I I I happen I happened to be passing back to the place that I went around there, and he had a whole bag of nonsense to tell me. I told him that, I told him that the truck wasn't working properly. I told him what was going on, and he wanted to put his computer on the truck and charge me eighty five dollars. Did he fix it? No, um, those guys. I, I, I had a bad taste in my mouth of them, and I didn't even want them to touch my truck. I see. Okay. All right. Well, anytime you have somebody repair it, and if they don't do it right, your choices are either go back to them and make them fix it, or if you don't trust them, you have to go to somebody else and pay them to fix it, because there's really right. no other recourse. That's one of the risks you have driving down the road and not having a network that you can work with that can take care of you. Right. But uh, we are all flying by the seat of our pants in yeah. that regard. I wish I could help oh, you, but uh, electrical, and you're completely out of our field. You are, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate your guys' time, and um, thanks for listening. Okay, as far well. As working with somebody, I mean, it's the the big question is you you work with them once. Now, I realize that you had a problem with the vehicle after you left there, but. Or if you're not willing to work again, you know, they're no longer your support network either. If you if you can bring yourself to trust them to fix it, maybe get this maybe it was something that was it. Yeah, I, 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 did, I just carried the truck. To, yeah, I carried the truck to somebody else. Okay, well, good luck to you, Brent. Have a good day. Yep, good luck. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Okay, we'll come back. Well, I knew where he was from, but I didn't know his answer. No. No. But, but uh, in our defense, it wasn't an alignment question. No tires. No tires. Right. All right. We have two here, but they're both 111111. No caller ID. One, 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 one. We can't tell who yeah, they are. I have no idea. Let's it's try and answer it. Jamaica. Uh, Trinidad. <laughs> they're from the islands. Hello there. Can you hear me now? Are you there? There's nobody there. I can hear him breathing. Now, let's close that one down. Right. Let's try the other one. Maybe this one works. I'm, I'm going for Dominican Republic this time. I, love, I, love, I would love to get a call from you. Hello there. Is this Dominican you're, Republic? You're, you're, I'm calling from Julian, California. Julian, California? Well, that's awesome. I graduated from high school in Julian. Yeah, I talked to you before. Okay. Not that I got. I, I, I actually want to just say thanks. Um, I picked up your books, your your, uh-huh. your, uh, your two books. I got them from. I, I called and called Jeff and said, "Hey, I need your books." He was sent them out right away. I read them, and 
the the little trick with the valve stem caps, the metal ones instead of the plastic ones. Right. I know it's it was an automotive. It's not heavy truck, but I put them on a uh, automotive on my car and my mom's car. They work perfect. Good. Good. I'm glad. And the TPMS sensors kept coming on. I said, forget it. I'm putting on the uh, metals, the metal ones. And I finally asked my mom. I said, are they? And the light kicked on on the dash, and she, she said no. And I said, how long have they been on? And she goes, six months. No problems. <laughs> Sometimes it's the little things, isn't it? Yep. yep, it's the little things. I got tired of having to air up her tires. There you go. There you go. Rubber caps don't seal. Metal caps do. That's true. Okay, I just wanted to let you know, you guys know, and I wanted to say thanks for the uh, books and uh, a lot of information in there. I appreciate that, my friend. You have yourself a great day. Okay, you too. Well, right, well you've done it again. You've wasted a perfectly good hour listening to two idiots in here talking about something they have no clue what they're talking about. But we appreciate you listening. We, <laughs> we will be back again next Sunday to do this again. And I hope you'll be listening, and we thank you. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road. 